0: Do you find it kind of difficult to sometimes wait for your girl to come? (laughs) I know that that happens a lot because there's an orgasm gap. Okay, we all know it. Girls take a little bit longer to come than guys, but that's totally fine because there's a solution and that is Promescence Delay Spray. Promescence Delay Spray is not just for guys with PE, it is for any guy who wants to last a little bit longer in bed without having to worry about lasting longer in bed. And that's because it's not going to transfer to your partner and it's not going to totally numb you out and speaking of your partner Promessin has a whole line of women's products too I love their warming gel that's what I use all the time they also have buzzing gel they have supplements for both men and women that are going to make you hornier they sell lube they sell condoms they have everything you need not only do I recommend promessant over 2,000 medical professionals recommend them too so go get yourself some go to promessant.com strictly anon to get 15% off your whole. Whole order. So order up. That's promessen.com slash strictly anon. You're going to get 15% off your whole order. They have a money back guarantee. There's free shipping and your package is going to arrive discreetly. So no one's going to know what the F you bought. That's promessing.com slash strictly anon or just go to the description and click on the link. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous podcast yet on Instagram, and Twitter? follow me at Strictly Anonymous. If you haven't followed the show on Instagram or Twitter, did I just say that? I just said that. (laughs) If you're on a podcast app, make sure to follow my show. Give me a five-star review if you love my show. If you're on YouTube, make sure to like and share my videos and subscribe. Subscribe to me on uh, YouTube If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because everybody remains anonymous on my show. I change your voice. I'll change your name. You could call me from a phony block number. All I want to hear is your true story. If you want to be on the show, go to strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Now do not send me an email that says, I want to be on your show. Send me an email with the information of what you would be talking about on my show okay give me that information in your first email or you will not hear back from me send me that email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com now if you just have a confession you want to give you could call my confessions hotline you could call that number 247 the number is 347-420-3579 that's 347 you could call that number like I said, 24-7, you have four minutes to leave a message. I change all the voices over there. You, All those confessions are aired on my Patreon. My Patreon's just $5 a month, and you're going to hear all the naughty confessions that I got on my phone and my confessions hotline up until this point, so there's over 100 of them. You also see anonymous sexy pics of all the girls that called into my show. You also get Q&As. You also get all of my episodes early and ad-free, and you get access to my private Discord where people are getting... X rated, super naughty, hooking up with each other, showing all kinds of things over there. Okay. I don't get involved in my Discord, but it is a community of my listeners over there having effing fun. Now, you could only get to my Discord through going through my Patreon, but it's only $5 a month. It's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. So today I have on Neil, who I have to say, in all of my years, and I've been doing my show. Nine years. It's a long time. This is one of the most fascinating stories I've ever heard because there's so many layers to it. There's a lot going on with all the players in this story. There's Neil, who called in, who's fascinating, and there's a lot of layers there. We get more into his layers towards the end. We get a lot into his wife's layers. She's very fascinating. He's married to a woman named Sam, he talks about their relationship and then he's got some bulls that come and go but one that sticks around named tony and he really fascinated me he's a very interesting player in the story but neil called in to talk about how him and his wife were married for a while and then all of a sudden he started to lose his sex drive and they decided somehow to bring in a third and they got into the whole bull thing bringing guys in to have sex with her now Neil was not like a cuck in that he was into it at all, okay? He had zero feelings for this. It didn't turn him on. It didn't make him jealous either. No good feelings, no bad feelings, which is fucking fascinating, right? And they went hardcore into it. It turned out that his wife then started to get very hypersexual. She actually got that diagnosis. She had a lot of surgeries, he talks about. Because she got really into something called bimbofication, I think is the way it's phrased. He talks all about that. And like I said, she literally had like surgeries to become like this over-exaggerated looking bimbo. We talk about the psychology behind that and because of where she came from and stuff. And then they meet some bulls. He gets very specific about them. And then in comes Tony. And Tony is very seasoned, very professional. And there's just that kind of thing where it works with them from the get-go. And it also, I think it worked because he had a really big, thick dick. (laughs) Like the thickest one they've ever seen. But you just can't even believe what happens when Tony comes into the picture. He gets her into doing all kinds of things. I'm not going to give you too many of the details with Tony. He gets into all of them. Like I said, he's another fascinating player in this story she winds up living with him he talks about how their relationship has survived this how it's gone through ups and downs how they feel about each other how they eventually stopped having sex altogether he doesn't have sex at all i kind of psychoanalyze him and their situation at the end (laughs) because i like to and he talks about where they're at now. When COVID hit, they weren't sleeping with other people. That was kind of difficult. But now they're back out looking for bulls. He does give a big shout out at the end, okay? Because he is really looking for a bull that's going to come in and live with them. And that bull is going to get to be with his wife. He called it like a poly three or poly third. They're looking for that. He gives a shout out with an email. So (laughs) if you want to sign up and apply to be a part of this scenario, and he's going to explain it all in detail. I went way over the time. I think it was like hour and 20 minutes. The only reason why I got off and had to speed him up towards the end is because I had another person to tape. But it's like a fascinating story. Neil is, is so interesting. His girl is so interesting. Tony is so interesting. The whole story together and the way they all interact and what they do together is so interesting. So trust me, you're not going to be disappointed. I'm going to be a right back on. Oh, and Tony, not Tony, Neil did send me in pics of his girl's boobs because he talks a lot about them and all the surgeries she had. It's extreme. So he sent me a picture so you could see how big they are. It's over on my Patreon. <laughs> Uh, anonymous pics of his wife. So if you want to join that, uh, patreon.com strictly anonymous, but that's going to be in the description as well as his email. I'm going to be right back on with Neil. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Hi, Neil. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today?
1: I'm fine. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. You're Neil. You're calling from someplace that you have a great accent. And you are called slutty couple on FetLife or something like that. I'm assuming you were at one time a vanilla couple. I don't know. But at some point you opened up your marriage and then you started doing things and wound up as like a a cuckolding, but kind of by accident. I don't know. You're going to have to tell the whole story.
1: Yeah. So we're we're slutty couple 1983 on FetLife. Okay.
0: Okay. I just was funny that it's a slutty couple. I mean, it tells you right there what kind of couple you are.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, I want to hear your story, okay? How long yeah. have you been married,
1: Neil? So we met 20 years ago, married 18 years. I guess a, a, a key point here is that Sam comes from a – Sam's my wife, obviously. Sam comes from a very, very religious family where her father was a sort – of, call it extreme Catholic, but pretty hardcore, no sex before marriage kind of thing. And that kind of had a, a trickle-down effect on her and her mentality to things. During the first five, six, seven, eight years, she had a very high sex drive, but just a very high sex drive. It started to get a bit difficult from my point of view about six years in because my sex drive started reducing, uh, had significant problems um, getting erections and things like that. And because of Sam's high sex drive, that started to cause issues, irritability, etc. Uh, with on her part. Then in 2011, her father died. And so obviously it was a sad time, but also it was kind of like a trigger. I, I didn't – you don't identify that at the time, but looking back on what's happened, you can – it's too coincidental to not be a factor so once he died the sex drive went out um, the window
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean went more hardcore even worse yeah yeah I mean yeah (laughs) it
1: went it went really yeah it just kept going and then about a year later we were uh, one of her friends was round for just a glass of wine and a chat and who had been having her own marriage difficulties, which I won't obviously go into, but they were more serious. And she was struggling to give all the, the facts and things. So we opened up about our situation. And that became just a nice chat. And she she said, well, why have, have you considered getting a third person in another guy? Because obviously I couldn't give what Sam wanted. Sam wanted a lot more. I'm not desperately hung up on possessiveness and things like that anyway although it never crossed my mind so anyway we we put a advert on a website a guy called a thing called dirty david's it doesn't, it's not around anymore it's kind of like a swinger's website we joined through that got to talking to a guy he came round, visited just he wasn't, like, spectacular. He wasn't, like, hung like a lamppost or anything. He was just just a normal guy who had been seeing couples. We hadn't gone into any details about that. We just found that he was a decent guy and he'd got experience. So we, as I said, we invited him round. He had sex with Sam. I, I watched. I, I sat in the, the bedroom. Sam enjoyed it. But... And I, meantime, I'd read up on inviting extras in and and whatnot, and it didn't do anything for me at all. <laughs> I didn't feel possessive. I didn't feel jealous. It didn't excite me.
0: Oh wow! So nothing on either side, neither no, nothing good nor bad, which is interesting. No, nothing
1: good nor bad. Yeah, but obviously some some really liked it. The one thing that I that I realised when I was thinking about it the day after was the the feeling that it did elicit was relief. There was a degree of relief that Sam had been satisfied and had got something out of it. And so that was a interesting point. We were chatting to the guy after when we were having a coffee and he so he he explained what he was. He then went into relative detail talking about cook holes and he was a bull, etc. And he had owned couples in the past. And we thought that was interesting. We knew we were going to meet, we kinda of knew already that we we're gonna meet him again. And so we decided to go ahead with what he was saying in terms of being a, a couple. So it was clear that he was expecting certain things from me, but I think it it, it wasn't necessarily that he was expecting it because it should be done, but he got a thrill out of certain things. So so I decided and this is this is a long-standing theme throughout the, the the next twelve years, because we were doing it some satisfaction. I would play along in a role um, where I would do what he wanted me to do because it was clear that he was getting satisfaction out of it. So for for Sam, she gets one element. She gets satisfaction for herself from having sex, and she gets probably 90% of the satisfaction from seeing her partner enjoying her, okay? My, My role, it became obvious, was that I wanted to see Sam happy and satisfied, but I also wanted to see him very satisfied because it was then likely... That him and Sam would get on further and more would happen and it would put a less strain on, on our marriage. So he had two things, two kind of kinks. One was me sitting nearby on a chair while he he said how how crap I was and how how the stereotypical <laughs> how, how inefficient I was, how, how useless I was, kind of thing. Yeah. And then the other thing was that he really got into me. Take as he was about to enter Sam, I would take hold of his cock and guide him in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I've talked to many cookers. I don't know how often that happens, but anyway, that's what he would, that's what his kink was. We didn't go out. It was just, eight, we saw him for about 18 months, sometimes once a week, sometimes twice a week, all in house, nothing, nothing beyond that.
0: But let me ask you this: and During that whole year, because I know how you felt the first time, did anything ever change in you during that first year? Did you start to like it a little bit? Did you ever wind up feeling jealous? Did anything change, either good or bad, as far as your feelings were concerned about what you were doing?
1: No, the only thing that did change, not, the only thing that did change was my initial instinct of making of of wanting to, wanting to do it for. Sam and wanting to do it for him so that he would enjoy Sam more that became a lot stronger and and I I would even go so far as say that became my kink if such a thing exists
0: yeah you became a pleaser and you got off on that yeah yeah
1: okay if if that's what you call it yeah I know I don't Um, think I
0: don't know that that's what you call it but that's a good way to explain it I guess I don't know
1: (laughs) yeah it wasn't so I wasn't I I wasn't getting turned on it was I'm it's It's getting extreme satisfaction that Sam's getting the satisfaction and he's getting the satisfaction so that they were clearly really enjoying it. And that was the whole focus for me and my role was to ensure that they had that extreme satisfaction. Then it started to change after about 17 months where he, he turned up a few times when we weren't expecting it. His his language, he's he, to to be blunt. He's he, it was clear that emotion and fancying Sam had crossed the line. So whereas he'd been uh, an ex, what I mean, we've obviously know a lot more about it now. But he was an experienced guy who is used to controlling his emotions and things and maintaining a degree of emotional distance that that clearly had started to erode Uh, we hadn't maybe we maybe it had happened over a period of time but we only started noticing it we or connecting the dots when he he came around a couple of times just because he said he was in the area uh, because he didn't live local and once we noticed it it was more obvious and we thought we've got we've got to do something about this we've got we're clearly not we're not newbies anymore. We I mean obviously we did, we hadn't done much compared to what we were what was going to happen. Oh, um, Okay.
0: <laughs> Some people would think fucking <laughs> is another guy, you know, twice a week for a whole year and a half is a lot, but <laughs> I can't wait to hear what else you guys have done.
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you're you doing know, you
0: not know false advertising when you're calling yourself slutty couple, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so anyway, we 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 parted ways with him. So then saw a couple of a couple of guys again through the net but it, and that but that wasn't like an ownership thing it wasn't like a regular thing then around about oh 2014 sam who had been unhappy with the size of her breasts she she got surgery to increase them and then she had and about a year later she had further surgery to increase them to have a second op i think that took her to 36d or something like that then we got in touch with a, a, a second guy a second serious guy this was an american guy who visited uh, he was like a businessman who visited once a month and it was pretty regular as clockwork it wasn't um again he wasn't specially home there was nothing jazzy about it but but he was after a connection while he was in the in the in the country. Can Start I ask again. you a quick question?
0: He, During yeah. this time, did you feel that this did anything either positive or negative to your guy's relationship? Did you feel that it brought you closer? Did it feel like it brought you farther apart? Because you're not being intimate, right? So that lack of intimacy with you, did it create something negative with you guys? Or because you were there and you were helping it and you were allowing her to do this, did it bring you closer? What did it? How? how what was happening with you and her during this time?
1: Okay, so at that stage, we hadn't stopped having sex. Okay. 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 Yeah, that that came later. It's just. My problems were, it was around the, the frequency with which Sam needed sex. Yeah. Yeah. Just became an impossible task. And, but also, I mean, obviously, I've not looked at a bar chart over how, over how many guys, how many times they have sex a night, but I, I was, it was clear that I was lower in my eyes than other people.
0: But did it affect your relationship at that point? You were still having sex, so it did it Did it make you closer? Was it positive or negative or nothing?
1: Oh, it was, it was definitely positive. Okay, because yeah, it that's took what the, I, that
0: was the it, question. Because,
1: <laughs> was it positive hugely, positive because, hugely positive because it took the negatives away, yeah? So there was no – the irritability disappeared. Right, um, right, right. Mm-hmm. And we, we were getting on better. So, you, so before this first guy came along, or just up to the point where he walked in the door, it was really – it wasn't going as downhill as it went downhill. Downhill moments just disappeared. We we, we, we got on really well, and we always got to get on well emotionally. And, yeah, everything everything was going fine. Okay, that's interesting.
0: Okay, so go on. So you're meeting – you have a couple bulls. you got that American guy coming in, like clockwork. He's doing his thing.
1: Yeah. And, and again, I didn't get much satisfaction of it, except for there's two things in all this that I've, I've got in, in – it just hit a trigger and I got a lot of satisfaction. The first one was with him, was where something he demanded, which was, it wasn't to sit in a chair and watch. So we've got a metal bed, it's like metal frame, uh-huh. yeah? Um, and, and the mattress is quite high from the floor. So it's not like a lot of beds where it's like a divan or where it's, you can't get underneath or you, you can't put much underneath. Uh-huh. He dem- His thing, he demanded me lay under the bed while he was fucking Sam.
0: Oh, <laughs> there are so many funny cuck stories. These kinds of stories are so funny to me because I've talked to some bulls and they tell me about that. The guys are sometimes telling, setting these scenarios up. They say, I want to hide in the closet or go underneath the bed. So, But this guy was telling you, I want you underneath the bed and that turned you on? immensely yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's so funny <laughs> out of all the you know, things after, out of all the things it's, 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 it's go under the yeah, fucking because I mean, <laughs>
1: this was what uh, this was like a good two two and a quarter two and a half years since that first guy walked through the door and I hadn't felt a thing yeah and then, I know it's so funny I, I, mean, I, I, I mean I've since I've since done the being made to sit outside the room yeah. or stand outside the room and not see but that that didn't do anything it was just this under the bed thing <laughs> and it was just fucking weird how it just how it just creates a a turn on I did don't know. you did you jerk yeah. off
0: on, underneath your bed when you were little a lot of the times or something like maybe it's connected to something else maybe underneath did you go underneath your bed when you were a little kid and jerk off under there
1: <laughs> no, you no. It, it's it, it's the, there is no logical reason that i can think
0: of why <laughs> so you could probably trace it back to something but who cares it's so funny and, and specific right it's so interesting i think that that was a thing that turned you on but let me ask you this because it did turn you on and it was the first time that it did did you always go under the bed with that guy <laughs> yeah,
1: he did, that was what he that was his one of his things so yeah pretty, not not every time but most most times, yeah, and I th- I think it was the fact that it was a shaky bed. I mean, if it's a metal bed. <laughs> it's shaking, so it's while while he's while he's pounding away, there's a lot of shaking going. Oh <laughs> is that Elvis, God. I don't know is that a lot shaking going on? A lot of shaking going on. Oh <laughs> shaking going on. Oh, that's um, so funny. And- you can just hear a lot. You yeah. just, there's a lot of senses that come into play. And that's prob rather than a historical trigger, I think it's all the different senses that come into play. When totally makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of, yeah, I think you're painting the picture. And I think a lot of people might use that scenario as like jerk off material. They could see how that would maybe be a hot scenario, right? <laughs> Feeling the bed going back and forth, hearing the noises, not being able to see it being right underneath it. It makes sense.
1: So around that so that lasted for what another just short of two years during that time something else started to happen which was so sam had had those two breast surgeries and she hadn't stopped her particular reason for doing obviously that's the reason in terms of her sex drive Mm -hmm. but there's also the intense desire to please the guy And make sure he's having the best time possible. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as 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 part of that mindset thing, she got very into, or still is, she got into the sort of the bimbo vacation lifestyle theory kind kind of thing.
0: Could you explain that bimbo vacation?
1: So it's a question. It's it's about being blonde, thin, skinny. Big tits, quite stupid. Although would like to, she she would like to try hypnosis at some point because there's always that sticking point that she's not stupid,
0: <laughs> and <laughs> she wants to be. Oh my god, yeah. that's so funny. Okay. Yeah,
1: so we start obviously talking about this. It just sounded she she didn't want to just be into. She wanted to do something about it. So there's a guy called Doug Adams. I don't know whether you've heard of him over there. He's he's he. He wrote a bimbofication guide on the internet. He's from Britain. And he'd actually contacted us on on the profile that we had. And we got talking to him. And it was around the time that she started getting into the bimbo thing. And it kind of cemented in her, in her head what she wanted. So we didn't meet him or anything. We, we just had a, a good hour or so chatting on the phone. As a consequence of that, yeah. she then had a number of different surgeries so she's had I'll I'll, I'll I'll rhyme them off there's she's had she had two further surgeries at that point
0: what kind oh the the breasts
1: yeah two breast yeah. enhancements which took her to double g they were f- and huge at that point huge lip injections regular regular lip injections to, to, to get more of a pout she started working out a lot more but obviously you can't with with such big tits she started swimming a lot and because she wanted the sort of the lifestyle look of skinny waist huge huge tits the one problem that happened with that is that she she became unhappy with her rear her her ass she felt it was too bony so she had fat transfer injections It, it wasn't like a proper kardashian it was like it was just i'd call it sculpting yeah that's probably the one thing that i regret saying yeah go ahead because obviously I, I know now that it's not potentially not as safe as some think it is
0: yeah 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 that's what they say huh? but does it look good i mean she survived and everything's fine does it look good oh yeah
1: everything everything was ab- absolutely fine okay. and really really sculpted tight tight ass uh-huh. um and she also had a, a vagina uh-huh she she'd read about the different sensations that you can have once you've had it so once it's done she can do kegel kegel exercises for the muscles themselves but when a cock is inside she can do the kegel, ex- kegel <laughs> exercise and it tightens onto the cock
0: mm-hmm.
1: Ga- guys said it's just incredible and it was as i as i continue to say it's 10 percent her pleasure but 90 percent the guy's pleasure. Everything is kind of focused on the submissiveness of because she's not like when you read about other cuckolds and there's there's a degree of dominance to the wife and whatnot. There's zero dominance to Sam. Extremely submissive, and it's it's all about focusing on the the guy's pleasure. But there's a there was kind of like a hidden reason for those surgeries, and that was because of the continuing sex issues. Okay. With you. In terms of the, uh, no, in terms of her sex, it wasn't just a sex drive. Okay. Obviously, the sex drive was going up, up the charts, but also it was manifesting in other ways in terms of long periods of, of masturbation, long periods of watching porn. Yeah. Very, uh, lots of irritability, lots of lots of irritability.
0: Like, I don't understand.
1: Yeah. Uh, this, this is the point where, we were really having problems with our marriage. And there was a question of whether does it, can it continue? Because it was that bad in terms of the irritability. That was the, that was the principal problem. So we knew there was a problem. We went to, so we, we got a doctor's appointment with a jeep and he put us onto another doctor within that practice who'd had experience of similar, similar sort of sexual related things. And she was diagnosed as being hypersexual.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds it
1: for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had an option, and which, with with hypersexuality, you can have you can take medication. In, term, in you can that things that are treated for other things, like you can take there's a bipolar medicine which can decrease the mood, or you can take antidepressants, which again affects the reduces sex drive. Sex drive. Yeah, for but sure. Be, but because she but we were we were really reticent to do those things because she didn't have those other, I don't not diseases, but she wasn't bipolar. She wasn't, she wasn't depressed. So we were reluctant to take medication for those things because she wasn't. So it was, that was in the midst of these surgeries. And so we just thought, well, let's go with these surgeries and see if it has some kind of, if it takes a mind off it, that's part of, part of it in my head as well. So this, then the american guy stopped seeing us because he uh switched jobs but wait did did you find that these
0: uh, that her surgeries did help with her hypersexuality
1: no of course yeah i wouldn't think so No. No,
0: no offense but i'm like that's not really you know that's not no, going to be the uh, fix
1: <laughs> you know you're not really
0: no i mean listen i'm sorry but the surgeries are a part of it I- i'm sorry when a woman goes and has her surgery on her vag just so she could have better sex that's a part of her hypersexuality diagnosis or that woman wouldn't be going doing that you know what i mean like that's that's i was i didn't even get her diagnosis yet and i was already saying she was that way because these like it this is she's like uh, g- literally going under the knife. And it's all about sex. Like it, it's like, a, that's a hardcore.
1: Yeah. You said it about two or three minutes before. I yeah.
0: To- I mean, it's um, obviously yeah, but- she's having a problem. There's a d- imbalance and it's very strong in one way that when someone's doing all this kind of surgery and stuff, that's really like what the fuck's going on here. So now you're having problems in your marriage. How come? Because of the irritability.
1: Yeah. It was like sort of the, if you remember when we first met that first guy and the reasons why we got him and then multiply that by 10 because we kind of, I guess, had we opened Pantora's box? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, it's easy, it's easy to look back on now. And for of you course. to say, or, and me to say, Oh yeah, she's got a sex addiction problem. But when you're, when you, when, when, when I'm living that, or when we're living that, we don't, it's, it's, you just don't, You you don't necessarily logically put two and two together.
0: No, 100%. That's very important to say because I always get comments on YouTube a lot of times from certain stories that end badly or whatever. And people are like, oh, it's so obvious, this or that. It's like, yeah, but it's not when you're in it, okay? And like things happen and that's real life, but it's hard for somebody when you are looking at it from, it's easy for me to say and see it because I'm getting the whole picture at once. You're not, You're like you said, you're living it. This thing is happening day to day and you have other things going on. So of course you don't realize it. This is, that's how real life goes.
1: Yeah, and 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 so what? Like, if you when you write it all down today, everything that's happened, <laughs> yeah, and you think, and you and you go like from A, a to Z, yeah. but you only looking at only looking at to Z. Z people think, and think, oh, it's fucking ridiculous. That's so stupid, etc. <laughs> yes, well, but this is this has been like this has gone like from A to B to C exactly. to D, and it just, and it's it, it's, it's, a, it's a slow evolving process. Totally, of
0: course, of course. So you're hitting this real bad. Time in your marriage because now you're not having sex at all. Is that what is this one that starts happening? Yeah.
1: So as 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 part of the as part of the deal with this second this American guy, Mm -hmm. we agreed to stop having sex.
0: What did he him leaving have to do with you guys not having sex? I don't understand the correlation.
1: It was it was so it was him as a bull, and his. I wouldn't call it a kink, but. It's more a stereotypical thing that the, that the. That he is with the wife sexually while the the husband is deprived.
0: Oh, okay. So he deprived, he got you guys into that mode. He, not only did he put you underneath the bed, he said stop fucking your wife. He really made you into. He really turned you into a cuck. He wanted that yeah. kind of thing. So, okay. So
1: so so when I said we 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 got into cook, we got into the cook accidentally initially with that first guy uh, because he happened to be a bull, and he and he. Was he expe- was he that experienced in it? I don't know, but this second guy was a lot more experienced, a lot more demanding, a lot more dominant. He took advantage more of Sam's submissiveness, yeah, um, and a lot. So a lot more. We haven't really spoke about that second guy much, but yeah, he was a much more stereotypical bull in terms of right. what he wanted and what he demanded.
0: And listen, let me just say, unfortunately, uh, but. He was the one that turned you on. <laughs> he was the one that finally yeah. got you into yeah. it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So he was I mean, good he, at he, what he, he does. <laughs> he, he, he got me wearing a cock, uh, a cock cage.
0: Yeah, he put you under the bed. You were fucking turned on for the first time in a long time. So he really was a professional.
1: Yeah, so we'd stopped having sex. Not that it was great anyway. Um, and we were really at a very, very low ebb. And so we had our profile. This was on color space by that stage. Lots of time wasters on there, et cetera. But this guy contacted us, a guy called Tony, and that's when everything changed. This guy contacted us. He, like the others, he arranged a meet. He came round. And the first meet was just, because he, he lived in the wilds of nowhere up in Scotland, way above Glasgow and Edinburgh, sort of a few hundred miles away. So we were we never thinking. We thought it was we we thought oh, it might be a one-off, but it might be whenever he's in the area again. So we met him, and it went it went very well. But we never heard from him. And then about two months later, we got a call. He was back in the area. Could we meet up? So we did. It's funny. There was there was just a greater degree of trust almost immediately with the guy. There was just something. There was like a some kind of connection. It's, it's difficult to explain it was just he understood we we did not go into our details at that at that stage so he didn't know our backstory he didn't know about our marriage problems he didn't he just knew that we were looking for a third and whatnot and but his experience seemed to gel with us and after the second session we were sat again talking and he said okay how would you feel about Sam living with me for a year when it was oh, nine months at goodness.
0: that stage Go on. Uh,
1: it, was ni- it was nine months at that stage, because he was uh, a contractor. He was moving about 130, 150 miles away. He had got involved with couples before. After this conversation, we actually talked to someone. who verified what he'd said and whatnot, but he said that he was massively into the whole bimbo thing, massively into hot wives. He And he said he felt that Sam needed, this is what, and what he, he called it, bimbo fuck doll training. Okay, that was his term. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> um, oh my god, I'm obsessed okay. with your story, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he he could see that Sam's got these fucking big tits with 34, uh, 36 double <laughs> G. And he said, and he flat out said, have you thought about going even bigger?
0: Oh my god. Um,
1: and and, and the 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 key three words he said was because you need to get to proper bimbo size. Oh
0: okay. no.
1: Yeah, and with Sam's mindset. Yeah,
0: yeah. She now she has yeah, to do that, it.
1: That and he didn't really. You could say was he clever? Was he not? No, because he he didn't know that Sam's motivation for this. He knows what we've been doing. We told him the facts, but he didn't. We hadn't gone to the. Okay, the I'm going to tell you. Listen time. to
0: me. No, 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 no. Listen to me. A guy like him, okay, who walks into another man's house and says, Let your girl come, fucking live in my house," is a boundary pusher. Okay, and something about boundary pushers—they know a weak. They they smell weakness from a mile away. So he knew what her weakness was and he used it against her. Okay. So him asking her to make it better and become more of a bimbo if you get your tits even bigger, he knew exactly what he was fucking doing. Okay. Come on.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, yeah. Okay. Psychology 101. Yeah. I don't don't know. You've talked to a lot of people. (laughs) Come on. Come
0: on. This guy walks into your house. He's a bull. You don't even barely know him. And he says to you, I'm going to take your wife. She needs to come into my house. I mean, come on. Think about the fucking balls. What kind of man would put that on the table and propose that? A boundary pusher. Come on. A guy with zero boundaries.
1: So There's a bro
0: code. Okay. Don't you know what a fucking bro code is? (laughs)
1: Okay. <laughs> but, but anyway, it, the key words were proper bimbo sign, yeah. Okay. And so he he asked he, he he asked Sam. He said, "So what what's your what's your ideal look?" What? what? And she said, "I want to be basketballs on a cocktail stick."
0: Oh yeah. Okay. yeah, Yeah.
1: So he said, "Well, why haven't you done it?" And he asked, we said, well, "We just haven't." We're just going along at our pace and, and whatnot," he said. "Okay, well, if if you're gonna come and live with me, or I should have said, sorry, I've missed something out. The, the the guy is, it was f- above average in length, clockwise, yeah, but mm-hmm. just really, really, really thick girth, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. When when some that first meet when he took his trousers down, it was like. I mean the look on Sam's face. Was
0: yeah, just she's like, gonna get the bigger. She's, she's gonna do whatever he says. Okay,
1: <laughs> I a that. kid at Christmas. Yeah. So <laughs> So that, so that, but, so that's had an effect. You know, in what in this second conversation. Yeah. Because she's already, she's already pretty Seen much decided. Yeah, she's wanting to move into him just because of what he'd done. He was pretty, pretty fantastic in bed in terms of the orgasms and what she had and just yeah everything and. So anyway, we agreed to go to the uh, clinic in London. We also agreed for him to join us with the consultant. We were part of a poly three. That was the, the, what he, he told us to say. And but we kind of like allowed him to t- take a degree of control. Obviously, I was paying. We had the money, etc. Oh my God! Yes, this
0: guy's a control freak. Oh my God!
1: Oh, oh yes, I mean, yeah. yeah. He's, I know he's, the
0: type. It's a type. It's a fucking character out of a movie. I could read you know, yeah. it. Very
1: insightful. Yeah, he's, he's all <laughs> during that year. It's ultra controlling. Yeah. Yeah. But, of which course. Sam loved. <laughs> which Sam loved. But anyway. So yeah, to cut a long story short, she went spectacularly big.
0: Oh um, my god.
1: She is in terms of volume. She is two thousand nine hundred cc.
0: Does she know you're calling into my show by any chance?
1: Yes, she, yes, she she does. Oh, she okay, does, great. So
0: you can you give me like pictures for my Patreon anonymous pictures of her so we could see these fucking tits, not I in could, a could, in a top, not I don't put X rated stuff on there. I do R
1: rated. Okay, I'll ask her. I, ho, it I could be in a yes. top.
0: Of course, I don't want to see. She's not not with her top off. I'm not going to do that. But you know, just to show off her body because you're it's such a a part of this thing. It's actually interesting.
1: If you if you actually click on our if you see our WhatsApp, that's come up on your phone.
0: Oh, I didn't look. Just give me private pic. But I don't put pictures yeah. up of uh, anyone unless they know. So you ask her, and if she's okay, you send it to me.
1: She's totally cool about me being. on I also got in touch with Tony as, as well to say that I was going on it. He was, I wouldn't say frightened, <laughs> but he was uh, because he's got a, he's got he, he genuinely leads a double life where he's got a family up in Scotland, and then he goes away for very long extended periods. And so he was worried that I was on going on here.
0: Oh, don't um, worry. You're not saying anything about him. Nobody knows where you live. You're making up fake names. This situation, what you've said about Tony at this point, listen, Tony, I know you're type, okay? You might freak out because you're a control freak, but <laughs> I, he didn't say one damaging thing about you, so fuck off. I'm not afraid yeah, of mean, those I, kind of guys, okay? To
1: be, Tell to be him- honest, I got, the imp- I got the impression that this is, it, whilst we've been in touch periodically since they split up, I, I think we might not hear from him again as a result. Well, you might fine. what? Anyway, we might not hear from him again. No. Oh, as, okay, as result, whatever. Me, me telling him that I'm talking to you, but who, who cares? Anyway, so yeah, so she now has 2,900 cc's, ultra massive. In terms of bra size, it's a kind of tricky one.
0: Of because. Course. oh my gosh.
1: So a measure from a measurement perspective, she measures at thirty-six double K. She finds the bra sizes for thirty-six double K uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So instead she has a seamstress who makes custom custom yeah, bras. Yeah, yeah, I
0: can imagine.
1: And and so the measurement that the seamstress goes off is is thirty-six double L. So I don't know whether that makes her a thirty-six double K or thirty-six double L. Oh uh, Thirty six K or double L. But anyway, they are just fucking colossal. And she loves them. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, so... so <laughs>
0: Look at me now, <laughs> Dad. I'm sorry. This is all her father's fault. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Probably, uh, yeah. So anyway, anyway, we she moves in. Yeah. With, um, I, I, I rent an apartment for them, and he rents a separate apartment just in, in case his wife was to come down. So he lives at the apartment with Sam that I'm paying for, mm-hmm. okay? We agreed that for the first month, they would live as a vanilla couple, Purely vanilla, your sex and everything. Yeah. But just from, just from a vanilla perspective, I mean, during that time, he he taught her to how to deep deep throat and did lots of anal with her. So there was lots of normal sort of sex, but yeah. nothing of what I'm going to explain.
0: Oh my god, I'm so, I'm sorry, I'm just obsessed with this story. Keep going. <laughs>
1: So after a month, I got invited to stay the weekend because this was the weekend where it was going to turn non-vanilla. We talked about limits. The one thing that Sam doesn't like, she doesn't like the idea of water sports. So that's the only thing that she wouldn't do, obviously apart from illegal stuff. Yeah. But but what we agreed with Tony, partly because Sam doesn't like specifying limits because it feels like she has an element of control, which she doesn't want, we agreed that... Tony would control limits based upon what he, he felt was appropriate that Sam needed. Somewhat dangerous, you could say, but that was the purpose of the month living vanilla, so trust could be established, and we could see that he wasn't some axe, axe-wielding psycho. And... Yeah, so I turns up for this, this weekend, where it, things changed from non-vanilla. He asked me to bring a high, the pair of highest heels that Sam's got, which I took along on the, so this was on a Friday afternoon. He said to Sam, you're having your first slut walk. <laughs> uh, and he got out, he's, he got out. It was, it was things that he'd bought. He, he, it was a, a boob tube, but very stretchy material, but in e- extra small size. Okay. And I mean, it was just, fucking crazy i mean it was legal because it wasn't showing the nipples but because of the stretch it, it the, like stripper clothes like, but, 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 yeah yeah yeah. it was okay. a proper coat hook thing yeah, yeah. so a, a skirt which was more like a belt mm-hmm. i'd say it's about <laughs> four, four <laughs> or five inches uh, oh crazy and then these heels yeah no one no bra no one no of um, course panties, no panties no, no yeah. underwear yeah, yeah yeah uh and he drove us to this shopping center not a massive mall but i mean it's it was an it was just a one floor thing with with about 50 shops and he had he walked hand in hand with sam through the shopping center okay and i was instructed to walk about 20 yards behind okay i mean sam was fucking terrified but but the problem was because the heels were so damn massive, they were kind of like these wooden block things. So she had to take really short jilted steps in them, just to, just to concentrate on walking. But because of that, her tits bounced and swung even more because of the short jilted steps.
0: Hilarious! Um, so perfect.
1: And it was, yeah, perfect for him and yeah. wanted, But I mean, the, the, I mean, every single person was staring every single person and and i got with being like 20 yards behind i could hear them saying comments when they passed yeah and it was it was comments like jesus that was a fucking enormous or what a slow or just you can imagine we then sat and had an out a coffee in a, a coffee area where people would walk past and stare i had to sit at a different table um and then we walked all the way back out out there and into the car and as we got into the car park tony said have a feel of a pussy and it was just it was just totally soaking wet in terms of the she was just ultra 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 turned on to the point because we haven't talked about the sex addiction for a while but you know this is still raging and while we were driving away she's literally begging for tony to to stop the car and fuck her because she she wanted it and we got to a a country lane and we pulled up and yeah they got in the car and, and and fucked but sam said it was just extraordinarily exciting and yeah
0: but at this point is anything turning you on in these kinds of situations or no
1: no it was just again it was all about
0: her and you, but you're still having problems at this point in your marriage. I mean, because you go into this whole situation where your guy's marriage is not is on shaky grounds.
1: Once Tony had, once Tony was on the scene, yeah, there was no shaky, there was no shaky. Okay, ground. so
0: that helped again.
1: No. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, big, big, big time. Okay. And remember this time she'd be living with him for a month. Yeah. Fucking every hour he could. So yeah, he wasn't me. So they were getting on like house on fire, and I was much more into the, the the support angle and making sure that they were into each other. Yeah, and now, so the this, this, I said there's two things that got me off. And this, so the second thing was something that Tony instituted once I got there for that weekend. And this happened every time I visited from then on, where his particular thing was, as he was fucking Sam... I had to hold Sam's hand and about 30 seconds before he was due to eventually come he would I would be looking at him and he would provide a signal and Sam would be looking at him and at the, at the moment that he ejaculated into Sam me and Sam had to look in, had to have deep eye contact okay <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Tony is uh, a fucking piece of work
1: <laughs> honestly that was <laughs> that was the most intense wow in, i mean that was it, there's there's only one there's only one thing in all of this that's made me wank
0: yeah yeah excitement. yeah i got it
1: yeah and just the memory of that and it was just the whole it was it was a number of things it was the fact that he's staring down fucking sam and it was just Absolutely, abundantly clear. That he was just so into the whole huge tip bimbo thing, and just the pleasure on his face as he's as he's fucking Sam, and then just the the collective pleasure between the two of them as he ejaculated. Oh, it's just, and the fact that I'm looking into Sam's eyes at that moment, honestly, unbelievable.
0: Yeah, but I think from his standpoint, what's turning him on is that. He's jizzing inside your wife while you're looking at h- your wife. He's coming inside of her and planting his seed. It's so fucking. It's, it's so. Oh, the, absolutely. the psychology from his standpoint is so hardcore. I'd love Tony to come on the show. <laughs> yeah. So
1: then, so then the day after, the day after, he says, We're going out again. And he brought out another top, identical. But a different color. The second one was orange. And we did the same thing, except for the fact that he'd also taken a flask. And as we were about to get out of the car, he got the flask out, and there's ice cubes in the flask, which he insisted Sam rub over her nipples and then dry. But the nipples were just like absolute saucers by this because of that, even worse than the day before. So so we went through that whole process again again sam loving it came out desperate for sex but this time he refused to fuck her and instead he got her to masturbate in the in the front seat but stop at the point of orgasm and just constantly edge okay and he would he would tell her when she could start again and then stop where she was getting closer and whatnot and then we pulled up at we went to this, it was a, a car park, and there's a, there a toilet nearby. It was a really long nearby. We, we pulled up next, nearby the toilet, and we just sat there, nothing happening. And then a, bil- a kind of builder had got out of his van and he'd gone into the toilet for a piss, presumably. And so Tony said, Tony got out a condom, okay? And he said to Sam... I want you to go in there and ask him if you if he wants sucking or fucking. And he said he'd be standing outside listening just for the for security. Okay. So she did because I mean the, the state that she was in because she she hadn't fucked after the walk etc. I mean she didn't like jump out jump out of the car with glee but she just <laughs> she did it and she went into the toilet. He followed and then about a minute later he motioned to me with his finger and he said. He whispered to, for me to go in and I went in and sure enough I could hear Sam fucking, uh, or the guy fucking Sam in the cubicle and yeah, I, Sam was having a very, she was loud <laughs> it was the whole, the whole build up of the walk and everything I'd, I'd had a massive orgasmic effect and yeah, she was absolutely loving it I, we, both me and Tony went back to the car Sam and the guy come out waited in the car. About 10, 15 minutes later, another guy went in and the same happened. He said, go and fuck him. Anyway, that happened four times and she fucked four guys.
0: Yeah, I remember this part of your email that like eventually he gets her to fuck a million guys. I mean, that turns out to be another one of his kings.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, and that is his kick. Yeah. He he, he admitted, he, he said, look, this whole fuck doll training thing is designed to get your wife to have lots of sex with lots of different guys and i have lots of experience as an extreme sharer okay right. he's a dom he's a dom sharer so i went home after that weekend from a security point of view, in case you're wondering, we had agreed to, to to talk on the phone at a particular time every two days with a code sentence in case he was listening and something wasn't going. We weren't going into this completely stupid. We knew that there were potential risks, even though we didn't think there were. We, we put safety things in place. And then went on was, so Monday through... To, do you have such a thing as dogging in, in, in the USA?
0: i don't know what that means dogging.
1: So, so so dogging is it's it's there are cruising areas at night where either gays can go couples can go and the term over here is called dogging because guys take the dogs or walk out. yeah outside yeah 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 so monday through thursday he would take sam dogging where he would get her to fuck and suck guys all protected okay Mm -hmm. or any of the random stranger sex that she had was all protected that was a we specified that from day one sex with him was always unprotected and the the gangbangs which he eventually organized the guys were vetted as well so they were unprotected so she did dogging monday to thursday friday and saturday they would go to clubs either swinging clubs or kink clubs a number of the Difference, not much difference because all oh, she's there, and just he's just sharing her with very, very large numbers of guys. There was one time when I went along, and I was at the bar. There was two guys next to me at the bar, and the third guy came comes, and um, who knew these two guys? And he said, uh, "I've just." They'd asked him what he what he'd been doing. He said he'd just fucked, an absolute a woman with absolutely massive fake tits. And I'm, I'm listening, thinking, "Oh, that's Sam." And then, and <laughs> you then, know your wife. <laughs> and then, yeah. Well, then the two guys said, "Oh, they said they they'd both fucked about was it two weeks, two weeks before, two or three weeks before?" <laughs> <laughs> and they were all okay. of them having a collective conversation about how oh fantastic she was. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't say anything. I didn't have the guts. But anyway, she. So she did that on. Fridays and Saturdays sometimes in the week rather than go dogging he arranged gang bangs where he'd he'd get usually around approximately a dozen guys to come round to to fuck her throughout the evening what else oh she's been to he took her to sex cinemas near Birmingham where again she would both fuck and suck guys in the cinema itself or there was a a room where she went in as well uh, just absolutely enormous, enormous numbers of guys. She lived within 13 months in the end. She hasn't the faintest idea to the nearest hundred how many guys she's fucked. She, when i I'm pushing her for an answer, she she says it's in excess of 2,000 guys, uh, which which I guess... It doesn't seem like when you consider 365 days a year, six, six, six a day, and consider at the clubs she was fucking in excess of sort of 12 to 15 guys on a quiet night, it's not... I mean, it sounds like a lot, but in it could be, it could be more.
0: Exactly, exactly. But wait, she fucked over 2,000 guys. He splits. What happens when he splits?
1: He, so... We, he goes back home because his work contract finished. So I was looking for an, uh, another guy for when that finished. But COVID hit, and COVID, COVID okay. hit about a month later. And so we scheduled meets with people, but we just had to keep canceling because either the, we were either in lock, different lockdowns or the virus was getting worse and it was dangerous to me. And in the end, we were start, starting to be time wasting people with cancellations. So we thought, fuck it, we'll leave, we'll we'll just stop. And um, so we were out with the lifestyle for three years just come back she's now in her first living only a short living she's in a new living with a new it's not Tony. it's no i mean so i guess in terms of sam's needs she was spoiled with tony but so this this guy this guy is different and we've got to we're kind of getting used to it it to be different but it's not for that long anyway because we, we, we just wanted to see whether she still had the same juices for, for it, the same needs. We kind of thought she would, because what we're ideally looking for now, because this isn't going to go away where we are at the moment. We are looking for very long term stroke permanent living as a three with a dom.
0: OK, so someone that could move in permanently. I would think that when that guy left Tony, I mean, was she devastated? I mean, when you meet that guy, even if it's not emotionally, like I with the biggest dick ever and you're like so whipped to somebody, a sexual connection, it could be very strong. I would just one I was just wondering if when he left, that was hard for her.
1: Uh, yeah very hard in terms yeah. of the because the, the sex just dropped off completely yeah. And, yeah. And, and, lock, that and she's hypersexual
0: which means she needs it she's got an issue like she she's wired like that so I, I would assume it was a hard time and then covid oh my god you're lucky she didn't kill herself yeah scary that was a bad time
1: so she's had I've seen all the cocks like she's actually had, had a lot bigger than tony in terms of length and things but yeah that width was just yeah and it was the emotional attachment as well as the as, as the as the size but anyway so yeah during COVID I got talking to a guy in Washington State and we were more than happy to relocate if need be for the right person because you know the combination of what we're looking for is quite difficult you think it'd be easy but no we want someone who's into the, the whole bimbo look and um, we want someone who's experience so therefore we're not looking for young but when you're not looking for young there's the potential for the guy to have sex problems for himself yeah and then he's and then he's got to be single and capable of having the the the, the, the poly three in the fir- first place of course so it's, yeah, not, it's not easy it, it's not easy and so the likely we know that the likelihood of him of him being local is practically impossible so right. we you're are willing, willing
0: to, to lo- relocate
1: yeah absolutely but so after COVID, we got back in touch with this guy in Washington State, but he he wasn't available anymore. He he hooked up with someone. Um,
0: well, I, listen, where you're at now is you're she's seeing some bulls. You're waiting to find someone that that has that could take part in that ideal situation,
1: right? Your marriage is okay. Absolutely fine. I mean, it's I, I would I would I would even go so far as to say rock solid. She, I think she rec- Well, I know she recognizes the emotional solidity that I provide. So, that, and I have no fear of a uh, running off with a, a bull or anything because, well, a there's the there's the finance that I provide, but also we do work well emotionally as well, and I know the history and everything.
0: Is there any sex between you guys at all?
1: No, zero. We, we since since that second American guy. And when, as soon as he left, we we just it it was just the right thing. Even though it was for him, it was his kicks that we weren't getting it. It was just really obvious at that t- time that it was better that we didn't because having or tr- let's say trying to have sex rather than having the sex because my. Sex driver declined even more by that stage. Have You
0: ever looked it into just... why? I mean, listen, she there, on one end of the spectrum is someone who's hypersexual, and at the other end of the spectrum is you. It's like the diff. It's a different side of the same coin. You're both probably dealing with the same sort of a thing going on, but it's just presenting in opposite ways. She's overly sexual. You're underly sexual. What guy just doesn't need sex? And you, you, it's like you could care less.
1: So I I think having thought about it, probably a psychiatrist could. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Psychologists could fix yeah. it. I, I think I think it's the act of being married to someone that's hypersexual puts a crazy degree of strain on me mentally. Yeah. But listen, before perform. that, hap-
0: what comes first is chicken or the egg? I'll tell you what comes first. There's an issue there, just like there's an issue for her. It's not because of her. It's something was going on before. And then she is just the perfect person to uh, give you the exact thing that you need to just like shove that down even further. That's what happens in like okay. We all meet no, the that's, perfect that's person.
1: That's not something, we all that's not something the- I i thought of. But yeah, no, we, that,
0: that, that is subconscious stuff. We smell those things. and People come into our lives for a reason. We learn from people. This is like happening all the time and it's never something consciously thought out. That's how I see things to go. It's just, but, you know, it's a, the fact that you guys both on with the same problem come together and do these things. It, it's not a coincidence you guys met. It's perfect. For a guy to have zero sex drive, there's stuff d- deep down inside of you as as well as deep down inside of her does it matter do you ever need to deal with that that's your life path you know what i mean I, we don't need to talk about it. you just gave me like the best fucking story ever okay it's fascinating <laughs> right now it's working for the both of you you guys met each other besides doing exactly what you need for each other you're allowing each other to be exactly who you are and still stay together and it works for you so th- th- that's great
1: yeah i mean there could be medical reasons as well for me for me of not course have well, you gone to but- a
0: doctor no, it's not. It's not. I know, but that's the okay. weird. But that's the psychological I, part can't. of it that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Okay, the guy that has that but hasn't even looked into it. Okay, that. So, uh, is it medical? Even if it is, what's the psychological re- reasoning for some a man to not wanna find a solution? Do you know what I mean? The fact that it could be medical and you've never gone to the doctor for it says something. It doesn't say that it's not medical. It says that you don't want to find out because you're not even trying to solve the problem.
1: No, I, I think it's not that I want to. Not, try, not bothering to is, is perhaps true, but I, I just presumed the connection between Trying to satisfy some was the cause.
0: No, you're not listening. You you are happy. The fact that you are okay with all of this and you don't have any sex drive whatsoever and no sex and it doesn't matter where it comes from or where it stems from. The fact that you haven't done anything in your own life to change that to get yourself back to where you would be functioning like a normal person who's plugged in and can can open up to intimacy and sex with his wife and all those kinds of pleasures in life. The fact that you haven't gone there, looked into that, you could figure out all the reasons why. But you're not fit, trying to figure out any reason to get out of that. That's the, there and lies your answer. Okay, you're not. That's that's the problem that I see.
1: I I, I think what you're saying and. A possible just thinking on the spirit you've just opened my eyes a little bit is that somewhere along the line somewhere between now and 2012 it became it actually became my kink yeah yeah so I'm so you're well beyond
0: it right i could see that happening too it starts out as something maybe medical or something instead of you going to the doctor trying to figure it out you wind up solving the problem by bringing in this bull and then over time it becomes your kink and now you're so beyond it and you're into it it just became what it is and it's working for the both of you right so you're right like maybe that's what it is too
1: and even if we fixed it and let's say i suddenly suddenly out of nowhere got sex drive back what we have now works
0: I get it. I love that part of this story. This is like a fascinating story. I just wonder like to me, there's certain things in life food, sex, beautiful scenery. There are just certain things that are just like the, the pleasures of being a human being. There's a lot of hard things about being a human be- being, right? But there's certain things about being a human being that are the, the most pleasurable parts of it. When and I get that you're so far away from it that you don't even remember it. But there is this whole world of pleasure and stuff that you're just not experiencing anymore. And you gave up at a certain time and you don't have that in your life anymore. I find that to be sad. I'm a woman in menopause and I'm on hormones. So that doesn't happen to me because I don't want to lose the little pleasures we have in life. Cause to me, life is short. Life is full of garbage and bullshit and bad things that those pleasurable things are fucking worth it. You want those. So it does work for you. And I think that that's great. It's working for her. It's working for you. Thank God you guys met each other because you have a very twisted scenario going on here, but you're doing it together and it you're you're there for each other emotionally your needs are being met she's able to work out her stuff and all of her issues and you're right there with her. And same for you. Like I said, it's not just her working out her hypersexuality. You're working out your hyposexuality. You're zero. And you're both doing it together. And there's nothing wrong with that. The only time it would be a problem is if one of you decided to maybe tend to the reason why you had those issues and fix it and then there was a change and then the other person's extreme Kink and behavior and issues would then cause a problem for the other person. But you're right on
1: the same page. And I think what, um, just to, to to summarize as well is that it, whilst I might not be getting sexual pleasure, you cannot put a you cannot put a scale on the degree of emotional pleasure I get from seeing Sam the way she is and the pleasure she's getting with the, with guys and with DOMs in the depths of where we were to where we are now the pleasure and seeing that change has
0: you, filled that you, void. I got it. I got it. I, I just think it's
1: hard to understand. Okay. So if, yeah, if there's any, any, if there's any bulls out there listening,
0: and... <laughs> Oh my God, put the call out. I'm sorry. Listen to me. I lo- I could talk to you for two more fucking hours. This is one of the most interesting stories I've heard. And I have been doing my show for nine years. Okay, Neil. So Neil and Sam's story. Holy fucking shit. Okay, thank you so much for calling in and sharing it and being so open and honest with everything. I cannot wait for the comments on YouTube. They're gonna fucking fly.
1: (laughs) Okay, Uh, thanks very much. Wait,
0: Lee, no, Neil, do me a favor ask your wife if you could send in the pics, the anonymous pics. Okay. Okay, if you can, that would be great for my for my patreon and i will also because you called into my show give you free access to my discord that's a great place for you to go on afterwards to give a shout out looking for a bull because that is what you're looking for and why don't you give your shout out right now again for your bull and explain what you're looking for give an email do what you need to do to put that shout out to all the people listening to my show as well
1: yeah so saying that now yeah so yeah uh, on FetLife a slutty Couple nineteen eighty-three.
0: But for people that don't have Fet Life, a lot of times people send me, Oh, you if you you want to know that I'm real, look at my Fet Life. I'm not a member of FetLife. So get for people to contact you, do you have a fake email you could give out or something? That would be the best way.
1: Yeah, C U cut couple yeah. without the ONU. So C U C C U C K C P L E underscore UK at Hotmail.co dot UK
0: love it. And I will put that in the description for you, okay? I'm going to I'm going to hook you guys up.
1: We're not particularly looking for one-offs.
0: No, you're it's, looking you know, for that. Do. You're looking for the unicorn. You're looking for that guy that could Come in, live, be a poly three. I mean, it is a very specific thing, but listen, you're going out to a very great audience, my audience, I have a large audience and it's people that are into this stuff. So it's a perfect place to advertise and I'm gonna help you. And I'm gonna put that email in the description. So anyone driving, listening, that's like, oh my God, I I'm I fit the bill, I wanna apply. Don't worry about remembering the email he just gave. I will put it in the description. Okay, Neil, I'll do that for you so that hopefully you find someone. And then you come on and you tell me the fucking story from there, okay?
1: <laughs> all right thank you
0: all right awesome thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story all right thank you bye bye hey, everyone thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode if you want to follow the show follow me at strict anonymous on instagram or twitter that's at strict anonymous if you are on youtube make sure to subscribe i love youtube